Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Health Power. I have some great women here on the show. We've got Anne and Jane Esselstyn. We're talking about their incredible book, Be a Plant-Based Woman Warrior. It includes more than 125 recipes made for women on the go. We're going to get into the recipes and we're also going to get into some information about them and their families and being vegan. And I'm super excited. Anne and Jane, welcome to Health Power. Thank you, Lisa. You forgot the subtitle of our book. Live Fierce, Stay Bold, Eat Delicious. Well, I love that. Okay, I'm going to read right from the book. I think this is so great. And this is from Jane. The fiercest person I know is my mother, Anne, and how lucky that we live next door to each other. Anne's energy and hop to is my daily dose of hell yeah. Try to keep up with her at 86 years old, it is exhausting in a single day. It is not unusual to see her run, lift weights, sweep, rake, do yoga, haul, brush, plant, gardens, cook, and shop. Okay. So, of course, I'd say, what's your secret, Anne? But I already know. You are a plant-based woman warrior. Tell us when you decided to to be this. And I know it was influenced by your husband and his work. But for people who don't know, just tell us a little bit about it. Well, it was my husband, totally. He is he is the shoulders upon which certainly all our family and many others stand, others too. Um, and this was in the early 80s that he decided that we would, um, that he would have some patients try eating plant-based. Um, he's a general surgeon, and this was sort of not his normal thing. Surgery versus nutrition. <laughs> but... Uh, but he felt that if if he was going to ask his patients to do that, then he had to do it. So we went plant-based. And back then, there was no internet. We lived in Cleveland, the West Coast, where there were other people doing plant-based. We were unaware because it was, you know, California was sort of like Europe today. I mean, it was not somewhere where you just went. So it was not... So we just did it. Uh, some horrible meals, but it, it was possible. And no, no, no cookbooks. <laughs> and no stores. It was no just healthy. crazy. And, but I think we were so fortunate back then doing it. And I feel such a burden for people today going plant-based because of the vegan junk food world. Oh. And out there and it's tempting and people think oh yes i can eat this and this and, and the plant-based title's been kind of been co-opted by them like but so now we have to go to whole food plant-based um, i mean really for our stuff the beyond meat the uh, the possible stuff. burger could be a donut it can be those lovely big muffins that look i mean i think the key thing for me to say to people is read the ingredients just read the ingredients because one of the magic things I think for us has been that there's no meat, no no dairy, but no oil. And oil is just insidious. Yeah. And it's everywhere and it's you don't need it. I mean, that's the craziest thing. I mean, Jane has been the organizer of a plant based YouTube and where we have put done how many? We've almost 170 videos, different videos, and one. Um, but one of them that was one among our first was how to cook an onion without oil. I mean, you know, 
I mean, mushrooms, everything cooks without oil. And one of the things that Jane and I wrote a book, uh, Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease Cookbook, sort of a, a companion, companion, really, to my husband's book. But one of the, a couple of the recipes are really nice on, the, on pizza. And you can make pizza without, with great crusts. Um, Plant Strong has a wonderful crust. Sammy's Bakery has a wonderful crust. Pita Bread makes a crust. But one of the cool things to do when you're, you can put all the normal pizza things on, and then at the end, put a salad on top, just, just a salad, and maybe sprinkle it with a little balsamic vinegar, and it is so good. I mean, it's way better than fake cheese or real cheese. Now, what about a cashew, a very pure cashew cream? Is that still not something you would do? Totally depends. For my husband's patients, no nuts and no avocado. We call that plant perfect. And that's and but for sort of healthy, especially kids, all that's great. It gets them going. But some nuts um, and avocado for them. But the heart disease patients have to be compliant with the guidelines of no added oil, no avocado, and no nuts. Um, it makes a difference. Program, it makes such. It makes it's 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 you know they're they're playing with I fire. Mean, he gets patients. Who are said you need to have a triple bypass and they don't want it. All right, if you don't want it, then you tread this line and you don't go off it. Mm-hmm. And and it's miraculous, totally miraculous what can happen. So that's really good. And what's good in the book is you differentiate with recipes that are heart disease right. friendly versus and that was not. That's cool. Yes, that where they did. She just didn't mention it. So I'm glad you. I'm glad you noticed that. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I, I do my I do my homework. This book, Be a Plant-Based Woman Warrior. My whole reason for really doing this or pushing for this to be published is because, as my mom just explained, my dad came home with this theory, and he doesn't make anything but his own oats in the morning. She doesn't cook. He doesn't make toast. He doesn't. So she, well, he with four kids, if he ate it, with he with with um with four kids, a full-time job teaching, and her husband full-time work. She picked up this mantle. It is this mantra of like, okay, we're going to eat no meat, no dairy, no added oil, no salt, no sweet, no, no, no sugar. Here we go. And so she did this. And if she had not done it back then, you know, I know that she's had a huge influence on this whole movement. And our angle was health. We come at it from health. And so, I mean, that's a very unsexy angle. People are like, I can't see heart disease. Like you can see your abs. You can see your, like that's never been our take. But um, so my mom picked up and did this and somehow has got all four of her kids and all of our spouses. That's now, you know, 10 of us total and all of our kids, which is 20 of us total who eat this way. And I also this book is a tip of the hat to women because women are usually in the majority of people out there who are creating food, thinking of food, shopping for food, preparing food and serving food to people themselves, their families or communities are women. So I'm like, we're like, be bold, be fierce, just get plants in there. As they say in Ireland, eat more veg. <laughs> you know, Anne, I'm curious what you had mentioned. They weren't so great, which is, is normal. You know, when you were first starting to make these meals, what did, what kind of ingredients did you grab? Because when you're new, you're like, wait, just plants. Am I, and people still say, am I just eating salad? Which of course not, but. For back then, I would think that'd be a normal thought. Like, wait, what? <laughs> One of the cool things was we had just before this had been in Puerto Rico, and we had absolutely 
fallen in love with rice and beans. So that's kind of how we started with rice and beans. Now, interestingly enough, it's kind of how we've ended with rice and beans because that happens to be one of our mainstays. It's our party dish. I mean, you can do anything. It's our Christmas Eve dinner. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yum. So, but like rice and beans, burritos, cheeseless pizzas, um, like lentil sloppy joes, veggie chili, veggie burgers. Like we have, we eat sort of the same way we did as Americans, if you will. But then, you know, we get, of course, get into like, we just really have learned how to work with tofu and tempeh a lot better as time's gone on. And we love adding some of that stuff in sometimes um, to just great like and bowls are a big thing these days you know just greens grains beans uh, veggies and then some sort of toppings or sauces well i was not actually totally alone because on the west coast mary mcdougall was also but you know it was like i i was still alone (laughs) i bet no that must have been hard yeah, my mom used to take me in the 70s. I was a kid in the 70s to the health food store. It was a very small little mom and pop health food store. Everything smelled like carob and cardboard, but she'd get her millet and her bulgur mm-hmm. and her brown rice. And we weren't vegan. We weren't vegetarians. But she did a really good job, I think, for the time. And all of her other friends, it wasn't like we were in some hippie commune or something. I mean, Everybody else was eating, you know, regular standard American diet. But my mom, you know, went above and beyond to try to, you know, make a difference. And she learned that from her mother. So and I love seeing you two together. Well, thank you. We're lucky. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. It's so exciting Um, watching their children uh, grow up. How long have you lived next door to each other, Jane? Um, Yeah, about 16 years next door now. Oh, 17 years. Oh, Wow. That's incredible. You know, speaking of grandchildren, I love in the book, I love what Sophie, age 11, said. Whenever I eat good food, I feel good. Whenever I eat unhealthy food, something in my stomach just feels wrong. I'm lucky because it's been easy for me since I've been plant-strong my whole life. Being plant-based doesn't mean just eating salads all the time. It means so many fun, unique things like a kale cake with raspberry frosting, not just vanilla frosting with pink dye in it, but lemons and raspberries. And it's just really fun and tasty. That sounds really fun and tasty. What a mature young woman. Oh, my God. Oh, girl, I should say. Yeah, and speaking of a mature young woman, Rip's youngest, who is <laughs> who is now eight, we're all here. Uh, uh, all twenty of us actually were here for the weekend, and Rip and his family has left. And so one day, uh, Hope, who is eight, loves to cook, and she made spring rolls for us. And Rip and his, Jill, the, her parents, I, I happened to see they were lying up on their bed. Hope was in the kitchen. She cut avocado. She cut uh, mango. She cut cucumber. She cut red pepper. And she had it all laid out in little dishes. And, uh, I mean, it was incredible. She was so pleased. And She made spring rolls for everybody. And so then everybody, you know, did their spring rolls from what Hope had done. And. I mean, it's so wonderful to get kids empowered empowered, and understand and, and involved with the food that they're eating. Yes, it is, it is such a great thing. I want to jump in to chapter one, how plants powerfully support women. You have this great list of things that I love. Uh, eat plants, swim in open water, live with energy and spark, are imperfect, help friends move. <laughs> 
That's really fun. Uh, do cartwheels or try, plant gardens, read, and, and so on. And there's just so much joy in that. You know, it's just like have your best life, have the energy, have the stamina, have the just the wherewithal to do these things, right? And that's what's so beautiful. And she's the daily dose of hell. Yeah, as you read earlier. Now, I have a saltwater pool, so it's not the same. But, oh, man, that when I'm in water, I just come alive. It's like my favorite favorite thing. So I really love seeing the water. And I really love this too. This is something I think is interesting because I have a friend who's anorexic, has been for 40 years and is finally coming around to acknowledging it. We've, you know, I've tried to help her gently. And I, you know, I know they say sometimes young women become vegetarians first and then vegans, but they don't do it. They do it so they can say no. Oh, no, I can't eat that. But they don't do it for what the reasons you're talking about, right? But I did like that you mentioned, uh, you write, food is tricky, especially for us women. Uh, Some of us, the nuanced food landscape is at best confusing. And and for others, it becomes a continuous challenge, one that reveals unhealthy patterns, orthorexia, anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating disorder. And so I thought it was really good that you put that in there because I think that you don't want to become vegan to lose weight. That, that's what I would say. Like, don't use it. This isn't a diet to, like, avoid food. There's tons no, the to banner, eat. The banner above us is just, like, live with vitality and spark. Feel healthy and have joy. Your shape, your size, it, it varies for all of us. I mean, you've got, like, I've got white hair since I was 40. Like, we're all created so differently in so many different ways. Tell her about your growing up feelings. Um, my... Brothers and I, I've got three brothers, and we all, oddly, were nationally ranked swimmers. And I, I mean, we were, in, you know, insanely fit, healthy, you know, just, you know, just these finely tuned machines. And as, and I was, you know, getting into my late or teens or um, close to 20. And I didn't like how I was getting curvy and, you know, I'm like, what is, what is, what is, what is, I didn't like why I my body, but I had to eat because I had to swim and perform. I was swimming on scholarship at Michigan, University of Michigan, and my brothers are all swimming for their universities, and they haven't thought for a minute, not a moment, about their body, their food, the connection, their athletic performance, all this stuff that I wake up and I'm just burdened with like, what am I going to eat and how, what's wrong? Why am I, why is this layering up on me? I don't like this. And so luckily, being whole food plant-based theory came into their lives and thus our lives right at that time. And it was, I'm so thankful because it matched up with this sort of tension that I was coming to head with. And like, I could have, you know, like you just mentioned, like, you know, if you, we all have friends who are anorexic and bulimic and have orthorexia, all these things. And so I love that like right around age 20, I didn't have a scale or a thought. I didn't count a calorie. I didn't count a step. I didn't count a workout. Just, a, to feed myself. Luckily, this food was appealing. I, I didn't like meat ever. I don't know how that was, but I never liked meat, even as a kid. So it was just so helpful. And I feel like it's been an incredible gift to not have, as a friend of mine calls it, food head. She, she went plant-based. She said, Jane, my God, I love being plant-based because I don't wake up with food head. I don't have food head. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? And she described it. And I was like, boom, that's exactly this weight that I had for a little bit and it's just, it's so, it takes up so much mental labor. It does. Or space. Weight loss is never, ever our message. One of the things, and from my, my husband did it in originally in his book, 
he does not put in calories. And that bothers some people. He doesn't give you a, a, a break it down. He just wants people to eat food. But I want to have a but because he gets a number of patients, a lot of maybe women, who say, I'm losing too much weight. What can I do not to lose weight? And this is the thing. And especially, I think, women, when they take out meat and oil and dairy, that's all the high-calorie food. And so you do need to replace those calories, and or else you're going to feel weak, which is what they may say. I mean, so that is a true reality that, and I think women are the most vulnerable in that score. I mean, they're used to eating a little salad, but then they have that oil. So you take that away. Um, yeah, we eat a lot of food. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, good. But on the other hand, on the other side, it is very easy to turn plant-based and then just eat bread and, and, and you know, so that yeah. nobody, nobody can just eat um, just nuts and bread. I mean, you can't do that. And no. So it, you, there needs to be some reality. Exactly. Well, that's why your book is so helpful, because you have so many amazing recipes. Before we jump into those, I want to talk a little bit about some of the women in the book. You have some great stories. You talk about Lily. She had hot flashes, and they just, poof, went away with the, with the plant-based diet. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, and she had painful ones. We have heard bazillion stories. So we wanted to choose women who we knew who we knew going through these stages before and after, or we met them midway or anyway, the people that we definitely knew these stories were true because again, we get so many written things and you know, you don't want to research someone's own health. I mean, HIPAA, let them have their own health things. But these stories were just so compelling because they were around heart disease. They were around autoimmune diseases, specifically rheumatoid arthritis and MS. Um, and, um, uh, heart for, for uh, uh, heart disease, no heart disease. Uh, what's it called? Fertility issues, which is ama- which is. I know that you are eat clean, dirty sex, clean eating, dirty sex. It's not about dirty sex. It's just a play on words, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is that, um, and I know this is a audio only, but I have a. I'm showing you my T-shirt here that says Kuva on it, um, C-U-V-A, and we talked about this in the book a little bit, but it, it gets kind of. You know, there's a little bit of text before the cookbook, before the recipes. The reason Kuva is because it talks all about this stuff with women. And plants support women in such a beautiful ways, a multitude of ways, from head to toe, front to back. And like head meaning like this whole like food head. And, you know, they protect our breasts and our breast tissue immensely. I mean, like literally the beta cells on the, on the receptors are just protected by phytoestrogens beautifully. Um, read more about that with Dr. Christy Funk, please, if anyone just is curious. And right on down to our, our undercarriage. And I'm going to talk about our, our undercarriage right now. And that, that's why I have this Kuva t-shirt. And I'm holding it up for you to see, Lisa. But um, here we hold it. Um, and Kuva is C-U-V-A. And this is the our, our bottom to our front. So I'm going to start with the A in the back, which stands for anus. I talked to my middle school kids about this stuff. Um, not the plant-based aspect, but just the anatomy and physiology. But the A in the back, the anus. Plants powerfully support women and men, any human this way, because we all have anuses. But because above, we won't have any problem with constipation, any problem with diverticulitis, which is the secondary to constipation, just pushing ourselves to outpouching our colon. 
or hemorrhoids, which is veins coming out of our bottom from pushing too hard. So this is so, the A and, and the Kuva is so well protected. So now I'm going forward to a uh, more um, anterior to the V, our vaginal space, which is in front of the anal space. The, va- the vagina itself is just a lobby, but it has lots of good vasculature around it, which I'll get to in a second. Above the vagina is the uterus, the endometrial lining, and our ovaries, which are they benefit so, from so much from plant-based and anti-inflammatory stuff, but mostly the fibroid formation that people have, some women have in their uterus from eating dairy. Fibroids are like stalactites, they're just growths that happen in, and they drip blood, and women become anemic. If you become anemic, sometimes the doctors want to take the uterus out and not try to remove the fibroids, which is so sad. Um, but oftentimes, women who get off dairy they stop making fibroids, they stop losing blood, and they get pregnant. If they, so this is great with their fertility. And then, um, again, there's again there's references in the book to learn more. But then moving on down um, over here to the U, urethra, um, a little more in front here, This our urethra is where we pee from. And above that, obviously, are the ureters and their kidneys. And the kidneys hugely benefit from a plant-based diet because a diet of, of too much protein, which comes obviously from meat and dairy, burns the kidneys to a point where we end up having, you know, osteoporosis, getting all the uh, cation, ion, balance in, in the urine. And then also, as you probably know from Dr. Greger, there's a reservoir of awful bacteria, especially found in chicken, that is resistant to antibiotic use. And you really can't wash that stuff off your hands or out of your kitchen. Once it goes through your body, it's kind of there for a long time. If your partner is, you know, if you're muckling around with a partner who's got that stuff, Urinary tract infections are just, oh, they're horrible, horrifying. And here, C in front, this is the best. This gets people to motivate themselves. This is the clitoris, the clitoris, the clit, whatever you want to call it. This tissue is the exact same tissue as the head of the penis, the glands of the penis, the G-L-A-N-S. And because women and men have, have the same Legos, I always say. Men have nipples, women have nipples. They have a glands in the penis. This is the, our glands right here. That This is where all this great... Nerve, nerve endings for stimulate, um, you know, to be pleasure stimulation. And we also have the same tissue as the shaft of the penis, which is the corpus cavernosa, but we have it above, um, or on, uh, in, okay, this is not visual, sorry, um, on the above the pelvic floor. And this, cor- this tissue gets engorged with blood flow, just like the same way that the penis gets engorged with blood flow with arousal. This goes, and then this wraps around the vaginal space like a hippie hugging a tree. These these two branches come around, and they so they sort of super soak the, the vaginal space with the blood flow that you have to have clean capillaries to do this. And with little lady chemicals, that makes lubrication. So a man's sign for readiness is erection. A woman's sign for readiness is lubrication. Both coming from blood flow and the nitric oxide that's released in the arterial lining so that the blood can really flow in these areas at that time. Anyway, so Kuva, Kuva, Kuva. I actually sell these t-shirts on my website and people think it's like the Cleveland United Vegetarian Association because we're from (laughs) Cleveland. But it's not. It's about the women's undercarriage because we really do benefit, like I said, head to toe, front to back from eating a whole food plant-based diet. And seeing, seeing women who struggle with fibroids or constipation or just things that I know are tearing them up mentally and physically, it's just so hard to, to not hold my tongue. No, I totally agree. I mean, in Clean Eating, Dirty Sex, I have the ABC Dictionary of Clean Eating, and it's all plant food. And it's amazing mm-hmm. what 
what it does, you know, the nitric oxide and the arginine and the, I'm not going to, you know, though, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's really, it's really great. All right. I want to talk about getting in our kitchens and you have some great pantry and food staples. You don't have to name them all, but, and if you want to just name some of the things that you think are key for a vegan kitchen to have some of the bulk grains and some of the other things. Yeah. Well, I think brown rice, black beans, Oddly, nutritional yeast is a very helpful thing. It's it's not absolutely necessary, but it is certainly delicious in making food have a mouthfeel that's nice. And and uh, red peppers, cucumbers, tomatoes, uh, good grief, all the wonderful steel-cut oats. Oh, steel-cut oats. We have a special section here where it says high-quality vinegars. These these high-quality balsamic vinegars, you know, the California balsamics, the olive tap, the olive scene, all these places have these. They're just they're like uh, not um, glazes, but they're they're thicker. They have great great mouthfeel. They're they're sweeter. They have the essence, and they have, they're just they're so different. And they sound they're, great. They sound they really really good. I used to have a show called Beauty Inside Out that I hosted with David Pollock. It was all about looking at what you're putting in your body and what you're putting on your skin. So I recently discovered a fantastic company, Osmosis Beauty, and I am thrilled to have them as a sponsor for Health Power. Now, what makes Osmosis Beauty so special is they have this unique philosophy. It's based on analyzing your skin and body as a whole, treating skin conditions at the source to restore beauty and wellness. Dr. Ben Johnson is incredible. Now, he developed Osmosis Beauty over 12 years ago with the goal of changing the direction of skincare away from excessive exfoliation and renewing the focus on dermal remodeling, barrier and DNA repair, and detoxification. The line includes non-toxic skincare products and treatments that combine the purity of naturally sourced ingredients with revolutionary doctor-developed and scientifically validated formulas that deliver on the brand's promise of permanent change. What I love is they offer skincare, but they also offer internal supplements as well as makeup. So I use Osmosis Beauty. I've seen a change in my skin. I absolutely love it. So to learn more, go to osmosisbeauty.com and follow the brand on Instagram at osmosis underscore beauty. You've probably heard how important it is to take probiotics. And trust me, you don't want to take just any. You want to take one that is backed by science. And the probiotic that my family and I take is Omnibiotic. These are targeted probiotics. They've got a highly effective powder delivery mechanism. They're clinically tested health benefits. They're vegan and hypoallergenic, and they're a leading European product. Let's get them to be a leading product in America. Omnibiotics' unique powder delivery mechanism ensures that 83% of good bacteria reach the desired area of the gut, compared to an average of 7% in top U.S. probiotic capsule brands. So my family and I use Omnibiotic Stress Release. Now, this is a psychobiotic formulation designed to support the gut-brain axis. And what that means is that this is looking at at memory, cognition, improving your mood. And I'll just tell you, I saw an improvement in my mood and my daughter saw improvement in her mood and also a reduction in anxiety. And that is huge. When you can do something natural to help your brain, I love that. Not only is Omnibiotic incredible, you will get 15% off when you order through their website, www.omnibioticlife.com. 
com. Just use the code Lisa Davis 15. Check them out. Get Omnibiotic today. I'm telling you, it is a game changer. You want to go to www.omnibioticlife.com. That's O-M-N-I-B-I-O-T-I-C-L-I-F-E.com. This is so exciting. I also love that you have how to cook sweet potatoes. And I was really happy to see that you did have a way to cook in the microwave because every day that's like an afternoon snack. I make a sweet potato and my husband will make them in the oven. I actually like them better in the microwave. They're firmer and they're a little dry, but I don't know why. I can just like literally just walk around the house and just eat it. (laughs) But when it's cooked, it just gets sweeter, too sweet for me. Yeah, yeah. It gets too sweet and too juicy in the oven sometimes, but she loves that. I love the sweet potatoes wrapped in aluminum foil or parchment paper and aluminum and baked at 350 for maybe an hour and a half. Then they are, no, 350. Mm -hmm. This is for longer. I mean, this is now you can do them at 400 quicker, but at 350, it gets so juicy. I mean, if you're just eating the sweet potato without stuff on it, I mean, and I like that. Right. Yeah. And there is one of my favorite things is the Japanese sweet potato. Oh, those are which are total different. They're drier. You might like them. Yeah, but they are sweeter. Aren't they white? And they're white. They're yeah on the inside. And I love them mixed with things. Anyway. No, I think that's good. I mean, I think because, and this is a whole nother topic, but there are people who are like, oh, you can't use your microwave. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I'm going to use mine. I'm going to make my, I'm going to make my sweet potatoes. I mean, I can't be perfect. One of the things you said was uh, about perfectionism, right? It's hard to. And if you need a sweet potato to not eat other stuff and you need it in eight minutes in the microwave, go for it. That's, see, that's my feeling. Make sure you eat the skin. Oh, I do. I just, I literally just chop into it like it's an apple or something. I love it. Ah, we eat the hide, as we say. Ooh, I like that. The other thing I thought was great is how to caramelize onions, because I'll be honest, we always used uh, avocado oil, and it just because they make, I love the way that is, but I learned something from your book that you can caramelize things without oil. So talk to us about that. Just, you need to stand there and stir it there's so much sweetness in an onion there's so much sweetness in i mean lots of there's, things but there's like water just in sl- them i mean they're liquidy <laughs> yeah and and at, just like you would with the pan like as it starts to stick a little bit you just add a little water or broth and stir it stir, 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 stir. it's not going to taste exactly the same as like a butter or a oil and but we need to change that we were doing the wrong thing and what's so great in life is to say oh my gosh i have more information I want to correct what I was doing. And even though your brain has like a little bit of addictive, like, mm-hmm, no, 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 no. I like that mouthfeel. I like that greasy. Just think that is like having sunscreen covering my food. It's like melted chapstick all over my vegetables. I don't need that. It's like, it really is. It, it's housing all your, all the nutrients from getting into you. I mean, grease and salt really have hijacked our palates. But when you truly taste a sweet potato alone, like you said, you, you, you're finding the tones of the skin. You're like the inside of the skin has a different feel than the flesh itself. I mean, you're like the subtlety and the beauty of it is awesome. I think you also, it's absolutely amazing. And people have to understand this, that you, your taste changes, mm-hmm. you know, salt, for instance. I mean, right now, uh, and Jane and I agree, 
I can't even buy even a vegan whatever plant-based soup somewhere it's too salty always always so um and it's, and even with sugar i think it's hard to lose the inter, the sugar thing but things can be too sweet when you've sort of stopped that yeah that's true well let's jump into these wonderful recipes so we're gonna start with powerful breakfasts i thought the ohm oats were so interesting because they had something called finger peppers that i'd never heard of and they had uh, peas in them and I think it and garam masala and flaxseed and kale and cilantro and so my brain was like wait oats with okay I like this this is something different and it must taste really interesting well my mom um, this, thank you thank you so much for selecting that one because that's my <laughs> I mean that's my like mm, favorite ohm but my mom really got us all going and she'll give credit to somebody else, but like basically she has savory oats in the morning because she gets in her in her body, in her mouth, every, first thing every morning, everything she needs. Everything I that I would want to make sure I eat in a day. Because it's so because healthy. Oats have got such so many powerful quality quantities. Qualities <laughs> in quantity <laughs> for your body. And I like to have turmeric every day if possible. Inflammation. Um, and kale and I, mushrooms. And kale and shiitake mushrooms are in my favorite, and it's it takes no time to keep to put it together. Um, I add a little sriracha hot sauce, which is not oh, and, and nutritional yeast, which gives it a, a wonderful smoothness. So and I mean, I flax. love this. And then she adds chia and flax. So I sort of riffed off hers because I liked hers a lot, but I have a thing for ginger, and and. Um, sort of India, Southeast Asia food. I love there's just the, what they do with this littlest of ingredients that have such powerful impact. I love, love, love that. So um, anyway, I, putting some ginger and like, as you read, some uh, coriander and cumin and peas and a finger pepper. These really like a jalapeno pepper is a smaller pepper, but finger peppers are just like, like your pinky finger. They are potently hot. And they have a completely different heat than jalapeno is so like Tex-Mex. This is, this is, this is the flavor of India. Like my friend, my friend who taught us about the garam masala in our book, Koyan, she took us on a field trip. She had us over at her garage during COVID to help us, you know, learn all this stuff. I mean, about earth doll and all these just things about Indian cooking that I will never, ever be able to learn, but just to be introduced to was astounding. So we got to the proper garam masala, which is the wonderful um, blend and mix of, of spices. Um, and you find the one you love, and then that's your garam masala. I didn't even realize there were different ones, but there are. So get the garam masala you like. That sounds so good. I love grits. So you have a grits and greens. Oh, it's a beautiful recipe. Beautiful oh. picture. Too. Oh, it is. Beautiful and it's taken Jane and Brian. And they have now become grit, grits Absolutely. and greens and beans at night, like probably two or three times a week. That sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, it's polenta. I mean, polenta and grits are the same right. thing. So. Yeah, yeah, really, really looks good. You have so many. Are there any breakfast ones that you want to make sure we mention? Because I always just take a couple because I don't want to, I want people to get the well, book. Anne's Warrior Oats. My Oats. Anne's Warrior and warrior oats are the core of it all. My own oats are riff off of that. I really love um, also because we love oats so much in the morning. So having this like pan fried granola that my daughters introduced us to. I was like, what are you guys doing? You're burning oats on a pan. And then 
I was like, oh my gosh, this is delicious. I mean, it's a little bit of a sweeter thing because some people really want to have a sweeter breakfast. We do not. We like savory breakfast. I, I just had dinner for breakfast this morning uh, from last night. Um, anyway, but that's a, that one was sort of fascinating to me. And then what we, oh my gosh, one that we love is called Sweet Start. And uh, these women started their mornings meetings. I love this woman's, this woman-owned company. They say, okay, everybody, what's your new favorite breakfast? Which is great because they all then changed their breakfast to have this meeting. And the woman said, you guys, I have my new favorite. I take a sweet potato, I cook it. Cut in it a in microwave. Half, cut, cut it in, <laughs> half, right. in half. Cut it in half. Put a thin layer of peanut butter, which if you don't have heart, if you have heart disease, don't do this. Thin layer of peanut butter and then squeeze a lime on Ooh. top. And she's like, I can't stop eating this breakfast. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to go home and try this. It's awesome. I mean, now, I think book. that would be a better lunch because then you have missed out on the power of oats to you lower cholesterol, oats. decrease inflammation, make your blood sugar steady. That's what I think. But you can have you oats can have at lunch. That's true. Yeah. I love mixing up. I'm never really good at breakfast for breakfast, lunch for lunch, dinner. It's just what's what do we have? What did I get by? What's healthy? What can I put together? You know. So, but yeah, that that sounds. I gotta try that. It sounds really interesting. I love sauces. So you've got secret weapons in chapter five: sauces, hummus, dressings, salsas, and a guacamole. Oh my gosh, this tangy lime and sweet corn sauce looks amazing. Love corn. You've got an uh, avocado pesto that looks amazing. Roasted garlic hummus. Oh, my God. I am all about garlic. Like, just pile on the garlic. Is it just, mm. tell us about your, and you have different hummuses. You have a thousand island hummus, which I'd never heard of. You've got a lemon hummus. As we call them, the hummai. 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 Because hummuses sounds so sort of like hummocky. Um, but the hummai, we love our hummai. Um, no, there's sauce. Someone actually was interviewing us recently. She said, what's your favorite food as a vegan? And we were like, oh, she's like, listen, I know that the favorite food for every vegan is sauce. And I mean, <laughs> we cracked up because truly sauces and salsas and spreads and hummuses make this so doable. Well, what the, the, our publisher did was in most books. I don't know. Sauces get buried somewhere. Oh, and we called them, we called them our secret weapons. So she's like, we're putting this first. And we're like, no, 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 no. Please put breakfast first. And she's like, okay, but then we're putting these secret weapon sauces because this has got to be out of the gate. This is so important because this makes everything that you, t- all your lunches, all your salad dressings, all your sandwiches, all your dinners include these things. And we're like, okay, thank you, wise editor. And yeah, so they put it there, and I mean, I a lot of the sauces themselves have um, like a peanut base or an almond base or a walnut base, cashew or cashew sometimes. But um, there are a few, there are a few that, don't. that don't for the heart disease uh, folks, and you can change in some of the recipes. You can change out uh, for cannellini beans if needed, but not for all of them, obviously. So they don't all say friendly. Um, uh, heart disease friendly, but the hummus is hummus is just like I don't even know what to call it. Like, it's like a, a base of uh, it's like mayonnaise, it's or, or or yeah, or just some sort of like you know the foundation for something. Like I, I, I hate to say butter, but whatever I don't know. I don't know what real sauces or other pre-existing sauces are made of. So it's just that foundation, and you can take that because it's kind of has a neutralish enough taste um, that you can add anything you want. I mean, we can make black bean hummus. We've made 
we put a beet in our hummuses and make a bright pink beet. It's good. It's so fun. It looks like you're eating Play-Doh. It's just so bright and crazy. Um, and that adds some nice natural sweetness with the beet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we add horseradish sometimes. Ooh, I like that. We went with the Thousand Island dressing, I think, because we were we were making like, uh, what are they called? The sandwich that has Thousand Island on it is called a Reuben. A Reuben. A Reuben. So we were playing with Reuben toppings and we made a Reuben, this hummus. And I was like, this is actually could be really good. Let's put this in the book. And all the recipe testers loved it. So we, we kept it. Um, we had a, a bunch of other ones as well that didn't make it in, but um, maybe we'll make it to another book. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, I did make your lightning dressing. That was so good. Oh, my God. I love dra- well, I love jalapenos. I love lime. I love garlic. I was like, I like maple syrup. <laughs> I like red pepper flakes. The lightning bowl is... is- we James. love that. That's just a, that's I mean, a. When we have everybody, she has anybody for dinner. We have a trough and we make it for like 20, 22 people. Oh, that is so good. Oh yeah. It it's delicious. Deal. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about the rice and beans when my daughter was three every day for lunch, I get a big bowl with a whole bunch of different lettuces and vegetables and I'd put rice and beans and salsa and guac on and she'd sit on my lap and we would just eat. Now she's 18. So she probably won't do that with maybe she'll sit next to me no. <laughs> no but she's a good eater um at any rate that brings me to brian's fresh salsa i am that was i made that as well because i'm i'm all about the mexican seasoning i'm all about those sorts of flavors and that was really good and i like the bell pepper in it i like the parsley i like the onion powder the garlic powder it was really good the tomatoes everything that was delicious my husband is he's a good he's cook. a better chef than all probably all of us. Oh really? True. Yeah. Like his he I makes, mean he'll use half of an onion, whereas when I'm cooking I'll eat the whole onion because I just And don't, then it turns you know, into a gross have... onion dish and we were all like, Oh <laughs> he's just proper he does the proper amounts, whereas my mom is more like, Don't leave half a carrot on the counter, don't leave half an onion, just put it in there. Which doesn't always work. The next chapter is sandwich and I love how you put in the middle craft and beautiful soups you've got a tune in salad my sister's a vegan and she was telling me about chickpeas as a tuna substitute i thought really that sounds so interesting and i read the ingredients it looked great yeah again and that's kind of the same foundation as hummus i mean that same sort of neutral tasting bean that has a has a little bit of like it's it's toothsome enough that you know your tooth can get like sink in it kind of like tuna fishy roses collards wraps or collard wraps are beautiful they're like a work of art the colors just pop they're, they're, it's lovely and she is just the pro with that and i've started doing it and you do one of the things that um uh that normally when i have done that i've sort of taken the lentil the collard and put it in, in boiling water for 10 seconds to, but she doesn't you don't have to do that here it keeps it crispy and nice, and it's fun. I mean, it's delicious. And all the colors are great with the cabbage and yeah. the carrots. And, mm. It's beautiful. Now, moving on to soups, you've got a great corn gazpacho. You've got a big bean, barley, and sweet potato soup. I'm looking forward to the fall and winter. I live in the Northeast, so I mostly in the summer do like the lighter salads and things, but I want to make some soups. New Senate soup. That had a lot of neat ingredients in it, and I had <laughs> never heard of that before. <laughs> Cool soup. The Jane. Oh, I just organized that. I, 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 our neighbor of ours, um, 
who's not politically the same as I am, brought the soup over which in one time as a kind of, not the soup, but like the recipe, because it has like ham bone and, you know, a half a salt lick in there. It's just God. a crazy amount of stuff. So I just said, instead of all this meat, I don't know if I, I'm going to redo the sentence, but we've replaced the ham bone with, because we wanted this to reflect the new Senate. Um, We've replaced the ham bone and meat with vegetable stock and bay leaf and then rounded out the new flavor with black beans, red pepper, hot sauce, curvy kale, Italian parsley, kosher salt um, is optional. And we love the soup because we hope that friends on both sides of the aisle will take turns serving it with their ladle themselves, kind of like everyone pounding the gavel themselves. <laughs> anyway, the, it is. it was a lot of fun to sort of learn about the history of the Senate soup and that it's been around for century plus every day they serve the same soup in the senate and i just thought well it's time to change yeah (laughs) they definitely need a makeover that's for sure all right jumping into warrior salads you've got a three goddess salad wonder woman salad that was beautiful as well i'm gonna make the uh i have to go to the store with my husband shortly i want to make the bright quinoa lime mint salad i am all about the quinoa i love quinoa Mm -hmm. it's so Mm -hmm. versatile I like it warm. It I like it cold. I like, I mean, my husband's been putting in a salad every day with some black beans and, oh, it's delicious. You also have in chapter eight, and there's a lot more salads. That's why you have to get the book. You have a tofu and tempeh tasty additions. You've got basic base tofu cubes and basic pan fried tempeh cubes. And again, pan fried, but without oil. Because sometimes people hear fried, right, they're right, like, right. wait, I thought, yeah. Okay, so. No, you you can't use oil because the whole point is like when you put this, the the sauce in with the tempeh, it bakes onto the tempeh, not like oil, which makes it slick right off. You want to just have it rip right on. I think that section is very basic for people who don't have any idea how to cook tempeh or tofu. But it's my favorite. And, and I love all these recipes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and tempeh, probably people know the least. And this recipe of Jane's where you just cook it quickly is unbelievable. I mean, when we're we're doing it for a, some kind of a demo, it's really hard not to eat it all out of the pan. As yeah, because you can't speak, and so we can't have to wait. Appetizers, sides, and clever extras. Ooh, the cauliflower fritters look so good. You've got lucky nuts, and then you have these great toppings for air pop popcorn. I myself mm-hmm. don't have any heart issues or heart disease. I'm all about the vegan dark chocolate, very dark. And I love the idea of the popcorn with, with the vegan chocolate chips. I would do like an 80, 80% or more. And that must taste amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I definitely love, love my dark chocolate. Uh, are there any recipes in any of these sections that you wanted to make sure that you mention before we go on? We love the bunch of BS, oh. which is the, <laughs> the bunch of Brussels sprout sections. Fun. Oh, it is. Oh, and the bowl section is amazing. Oh, the bowls are such beauties. They're such beauties. And it truly is, truly is how we eat. And I think it's not as difficult as people think. Yeah. I mean, you, the rice can be cooking while you're, you know, off at the store or while, while you're taking a nap i don't care what you do or you're on a run or whatever um or doing or or you can even which i don't buy it already cooked yeah Uh, we don't like that but but i mean some people they need to have it that way but just so you have like the very long time consuming thing cooked so you know if you can while you're doing other things right um and then if you need to just warm up the beans in the sink great 
the tofu and the tempeh, we really have those. So those are like two, three minutes to you cube it, which is a few seconds, and then put it in a pan with literally like just tamari, a kiss of maple syrup. Maybe if you have a little cha-cha of tomato paste or even ketchup, I mean, just quick and easy. And then some ginger, you can buy it already minced or you can mince your own, which takes a moment. But what is wrong with taking a little time to feed yourself? Like, I really want to push back on that. It's the most, one of the most essential things we do is to feed ourselves and know how to feed ourselves. It's essential because it reflects, it, 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 the, the ripple effects of it are just, and it sounds so trite to say it, but it's so important and long lasting and impactful. You know, my husband makes this great ginger tea every day, but without tea, it's ginger, cardamom, black pepper, coriander, a few other things. I'm like, you're going to live forever. He'll take an hour and he will chop so much ginger and then he'll keep it in the freezer. And that way when he needs it. Now, how do you feel about like frozen vegetables or, or freezing things? They're and- great. great. They're okay. No problem. I mean, that's fine. Oh, good. No problem. I mean, actually, there's no cases, waste. That's great. And also, I think sometimes they may be even better than the ones we get at the grocery store, which how long have they been traveling? And these are sort of flash frozen right on the, you know, right on this. Yeah. I love frozen organic berries because yeah. they're so convenient to make smoothies or do other things with. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they don't have all the rotten ones to throw out. Exactly. Uh, the Jim's Kung Pao chickpeas over brown rice. That caught my eye. That looks so good. Everything caught my eye, to be honest. Yum. <laughs> Tell us about this lasagna. This looks so good. The sweet potato and cashew regatta lasagna. Okay, this is really trying to sell the book. Don't you love the photo? I'm looking at the photo and it's fabulous. I love how they're all stacked up on each other. If you want to make it more heart disease friendly, don't use cashew, but use um, uh, some firm tofu or even cannellini bean. But anyway, um, this is my husband, Brian. And he he does things right in the kitchen. He just, you can see by the profile of all this lasagna, just this beautiful fillings with all this delicious ingredients. And I mean, what he gives my mom every Christmas is a huge tray of lasagna or of stuffing, whatever she's sort of craving. But this is a gift because it's just this, it's just, you know, 20 pounds of food and just nutrition. And what I love about it is that he has a layer of sweet potato in there that does something I, I don't even know. It's just filling and sweet, but not overwhelming and just delicious. And he, and, uh, he makes, he uses all the vegetables in with the cashew or whatever tofu, whatever you're using to make a ricotta type sort of substance. And that's what is layered in there. And you can see in the profile shots there, it's just so it's gorgeous. Luscious. Oh my God. I'm hungry just looking at it. Before I let you go, and there's so many recipes we didn't get to, but I got to talk about these out of sight brownies because I was, I think it is nice to have a treat like that. So tell us about these. We were making this book and we had like, you know, at one point we reviewed it in the middle of COVID. We had eight breakfasts. We had six lunches. We had like a handful of sides. We had about seven dinners. We had 44 desserts. So we knew we were on the right track. (laughs) Making this book for but my, 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 the reason that I have to respond to your out-of-sight brownies is that during COVID, my husband and I started watching a lot of TV at night. And so we would be watching the TV, and it was kind of like a Pavlovian response. I'd hear our door begin to open, and my mouth would begin to water because I knew that Jane had another brownie for us to <laughs> test. We were testing three different brownies, and we had to do them each like 12 different times. And so we literally had months of brownie testing and 
we finally settled on two of them and out of sight brownies i think is is just like it says it's out of sight my dad said mm, jane this one's out of sight of that expression they look so beautiful and you've got the fresh cut strawberries whoever did the photography for the book they're br- it's just brilliant brilliant she's great and we were we were our own food stylist because no one knows how to deal with our food <laughs> I bet. Well, we have to talk about this before you go. Peanut butter, gelato, or ganache. And you use the tofu for that, the silken tofu. Yes, and, and, and any kind of nut butter. And um, it's, it's, it's just awesome. And we, make this, we make this occasionally, like, I, not even, I wouldn't say more than like two or three times a year, but it is so true to being gelato. It's shocking. Wow. Well, it's the book is amazing. Be a plant-based woman warrior. All right, ladies, give me the subtitle. Live fierce, stay bold, eat delicious. All right. This has been so much fun. Tell everybody where they can get the book and learn all about you wonderful women. Well, you can get the book on Amazon or uh, Target, wherever, wherever you .com, buy your books or go to your local bookstore and ask for it. It's available now for pre-order. It comes out August 23rd. If you do pre-order it, you just take a picture of your receipt and go to my website, janeesselston.com, and you can get a video that we have that is not available on our YouTube channel. It's only available to those of you who pre-order, and it the recipe, you'll get the PDF and the video, and it's called Plant-Based Smoked Gouda and Smoked Tofu Sandwich Roll. Oh my gosh. Really yummy. That sounds amazing. You two are incredible. I had so much fun today, and you've educated me on something. So I'm going to go to the store, be extra aware, and I just really appreciate you having you both on Health Power. It was super fun. Well, thank you. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.